Welcome to the Assemble Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to join my signature studio growth webinar? Sign up for my free webinar, The Complete Roadmap to Dance Studio Growth at assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hi guys, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by the wonderful Shana Raskin for a really insightful interview all about being a dancer and a social media strategist on the big world wide web. So a little about Shana. Shana is a dancer and traveler from Melbourne, Australia. And although she entered the dance world quite late in the industry at 20 years old, she realized that it was her passion and she went at all lengths to make it part of her life. Fast forward through failed auditions and struggling with industry standards, she was teaching and performing on stages around the world. With her background in marketing, she paved a unique path for herself, which gave her the freedom to design her own lifestyle. Now she teaches dancers and educators how they can leverage their own social media so that they can transform their audience into students and live the life that they dream. As a dancer with a background in marketing and social media management, Shana's strategies are uniquely focused on community. She has helped her clients grow their audiences and increase their engagement rates, ultimately turning their audience into students. So in today's chat with Shana, we talk about all about practical tips and tricks and strategies for Instagram and video and reels and Instagram lives. There was heaps and heaps of juicy information and tips and tricks. So be sure to listen to this episode uh, even if you know it's not just targeted at teachers it's targeted at dance studio owners as well so if you're interested in grabbing Shana's free download she has a checklist for dancers and educators that want to increase their engagement online and to grab that I've put the link directly in the show notes so you can grab that whenever you have a minute in the meantime, feel free to go on Instagram or YouTube and follow Shana at Shana Raskin, which is S-H-E-I-N-A Raskin with a K. Or you can join her Facebook community, which is the Dance Entrepreneur Club. Let's jump straight into the show. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Shana. Can you tell us a little bit about you and your business and how you've come to work with dancers and dance teachers and dance business owners? Sure. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. I love how the world is connected through the power of the internet and the power of social media. So thank you so much. A little about a little bit about me. So I am from Melbourne, Australia. I've been dancing and traveling and working in social media for about seven years. And I love all my passions. And with COVID, they kind of all came together when I realized the dance industry was extremely suffering underneath going online. A lot of people were left behind and a lot of people were rushing all the way forward. So I took this time to really understand like, this is my skill set. These are my people. How can I really serve my people and help them leverage their social media so they can get the most out of their opportunities online? So 
that's kind of where my aha moment happened. And it's been an incredible journey. And I get to meet incredible people across the globe from my own home country. So that's pretty cool as well. So I know that you are, you are, are you originally from Melbourne, you said? Yes. I'm and where are you based at the moment? I'm in Mexico, a small island in it's 20 minutes away from Cancun, but it's super small and quiet and exactly what I needed right now. But I haven't been home in two years. I travel a lot and COVID kind of stopped me going home recently and I, I'm here and I'm enjoying yeah. it. So Awesome. Are you, are you planning to come back to Australia or are you continuing your travels? I tried to last year and that wasn't super successful. It was just my ticket was in a time frame that everything shut down. Those yeah. two weeks that Melbourne Airport was closed. So I took that as a sign and I I'm gonna come back when the time is right. So I Amazing. do miss my family, but right now yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Well, that's really awesome. Like you said, if your job is online and you're able to work with people, you can really work with anyone from wherever you are in the world. So that's really awesome. Yeah. And that's actually why I chose um, Mexico because a lot of my clientele is on the Eastern Standard or Pacific Standard time zone. So for me, this is the step I took. But if that changes or if that moves, I'm super flexible. So I'm grateful for that type of lifestyle choice. Amazing. So with that in mind, you know, with your, the flexibility of your business and your working life, can you tell me a little bit about what a regular day looks like for you or is there no such thing as a regular day? Oh, I love this because I used to travel and I'm like the most freedom, adventurous, free spirit type of person you met. And when I started taking my business seriously and taking this so seriously, my schedule all of a sudden just came out of nowhere. And now I'm just like a routine junkie. And I love that. So my mornings, like, look, I wake up around 5.30 to 6 and I meditate a bit. I go for a walk. I listen to the podcast. I love podcasts. I love the podcast community. Um, I come home. I practice yoga, shower, get ready, breakfast, journal as well. And then my, my work day starts. So I love my mornings, my quiet mornings. You, you are a morning person. I, I've tapped into it. I feel like in high school, I was just sleepy all the time. So I never really knew what type of person yeah. I was. But now that I'm like using my brain in different ways, I've definitely noticed that my creativity happens after a good night's sleep, a good morning of like letting that settle and, just taking the time, not rushing into it. And then my mornings are really great. And that's when my brain works at the optimal level it can. And then my afternoons, I just do more gentler, chill, like tasks rather than the creative tasks that happen in the morning for me. Yeah, amazing. And I think it's really important um, as a business owner or, you know, as a person, in, in general that's working if you have flexibility on your schedule it's really interesting to figure out when you're most creative and you know when you want to do certain tasks better because it just makes you more efficient and more effective anyway so rather than trying to fight it I feel like leaning into it is really really important yeah I I'm so glad I found that that's what works for me because otherwise it can be 
that struggle of fighting, like, why isn't my brain working? Just, it, it does take time and not everyone is the same type of brain person. A lot of people function in the afternoon or after a nap or whatever, a little mm. different. So. Exactly. So I know that you are big on social media in that you, 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 you know, are sharing a lot about yourself and your business on social media as well. And we'll share where people can look and follow you as, um, a bit later as well. But what is the main thing sort of day to day that you are working with dancers and dance teachers and dance business owners on to educate them about social media? Okay. So the main thing that I do with dancers is I focus on quantity, quality, not quantity. I feel like the metrics and the, the how many times should I post, how many hashtags should I use, only this amount of people saw my story, I only have this amount of followers. Like I feel like the number game, people get so trapped into the number game. Um, so that's a big mindset shift that I like to create my content around so that people can work over that. So if people understand like you can make money online without having 10,000 followers or plus you can, you can create so much valuable content without this, like breaking down those barriers of understanding the, the mindset around what numbers mean in social media, because people have different goals on social media. So your numbers can't be the same as someone else's or your your metrics or the way that you understand how your business is working or your success is not someone else's metrics so that's a big thing that I work on with dancers or even before I work with dancers that's the type of content I create so dancers can have that mindset break through and then realize okay now that I can do something with my social media what are the next steps to take so that's a big one yeah, amazing. And I think the comparison kind of, not game, but what it's just natural for a lot of people to compare themselves to other people in the industry. But it's just, it's not, it's the algorithm and all the metrics, like you said, it's all changing so much. So it's really hard to keep up. So focusing on quality over quantity is a really good message, I think. Yeah, it's, it's I feel like a lot of dancers, and being ingrained as a dancer as part of the industry growing up, perfectionism is something super apparent. And if I can't do it all the way, I'm not doing it at all type of attitude. And when it comes to a dance recital, like sometimes those qualities are very important in dance education to like be the best version of yourself. But at the same time, it can corner you into a, into a hole that you can't get out of. So it's about that balance because producing really good quality work is good, but like pushing it to the extent of like, I have to be the best or it has to be perfect. Or that type of level is where people can get lost or fall behind. So. Yeah. yeah. And we chatted a little bit just before about the algorithm and you and I spoke before the interview about, you know, the main thing that you were interested in chatting to the listeners about today. So can you break down that algorithm a little bit more, into actionable steps for our listeners? Yeah, so actually I created a step-by-step cheat sheet. So I definitely can't go through every single chunk of the algorithm, but I did create a really thorough checklist. So if you're ever feeling um, stuck when it comes to 
your engagement or if no one's responding to you or people aren't answering your questions or people aren't commenting, I created a checklist so that can really like break it down what steps you might be doing along the way. In terms of algorithm, um, what I would focus on, just I want to give a quick example because people throw around the word algorithm like the algorithm doesn't like me the algorithm is hurting me I don't like I hate Instagram's algorithm like what does algorithm even mean it means like you're creating content and it means how many people are viewing it and how your content is part of this huge map of the app that you're on and we're going to talk about Instagram for example so on Instagram part of the algorithm algorithm basic foundation is if you post a post, Instagram will push that out. Its algorithm will push that out to approximately 10% of your audience. So if you have 100 followers, approximately 10 of them will see them in their feed. If those 10 people are going to engage with your content, if they're going to give it a like, if they're going to comment, if they're going to give it a share or a save, Instagram will deem that as a important or valuable or a, go a good type of content and they will push that out to another 10% and another 10%. So when some people have a thousand followers and a thousand likes per post, that means that they have a really high engagement rate. That means all the people that are on their account are liking and engaging with their content. You can have on the flip side, someone with a thousand followers and they get less than 10 likes. So that means that the algorithm hasn't pushed out their content, not because the algorithm hates you, because the type of content you created isn't working for the algorithm because the algorithm wants people to be able to like and comment and share and save. So it's only going to give um, eyeball access to people that, to content that is getting what the algorithm likes, which is engagement. So that's why I created this cheat sheet. So if you're getting stuck when it comes to engagement, you can look along with those, but definitely a quick summary of what the algorithm is, is how people get to interact with you based on the way Instagram uses its app. And that always changes. So you can think you've got the hack. I, I figured out the hack to Instagram where I got five hacks to boost my engagement or these hacks, they're gonna change every few minutes. So when your strategy is in place and you're, mo you're making moves, it doesn't really matter about these big hacks and changes. If you have that consistency in your strategy, you're going to be having momentum anyways. So. Yeah, amazing. And I will be sure to include the link to that um, cheat sheet, like you said, in the show notes for anyone who wants to grab a copy. Um, but I guess if we could touch a little bit on then, you know, we talked, you kind of gave us a really good overview of what the algorithm is. Cause like you said, it's, it's this elusive thing that keeps changing and everyone's trying to grab it and make it like a step-by-step -step guide, which is not always possible, but there is things that Facebook and Instagram are generally liking um, and wanting people to see more of. And one thing I noticed on your Instagram was that you are creating a lot of, reels and content that is very visual obviously instagram is a visual medium but reels in particular are interactive and really fun so what what have you noticed about reels and why are you incorporating them into your strategy sure i love this and i'm loving reels right now especially for dancers in general video is key for all types of 
having like any type of social media video is what's going to connect on the most emotional level it's going to connect on the most entertaining level inspirational level it really connects to the person that's why stories when stories was the first a big thing it would get a lot of engagement because people want to see like the real you the unfiltered version what you had for breakfast like we're nosy creatures we want to know everything so stories was like a big like breakthrough and once stories got a bit old or outdated um reels came about i'm not going to say that they copied anyone but it's a very similar system or tool to tiktok um so it's short short form video content that engages people on a much different level than posts carousels stories it engages on a super high level so why i started with reels is because i saw its reach I saw its potential to reach a lot of people, but I also saw my own personal behaviors. I really enjoyed consuming reels. I really enjoyed watching them. Um, I really enjoyed um, learning a lot of information, reaching new creators. Like I personally enjoyed using reels. So as a consumer of reels, I realized if I enjoy them, my audience is going to enjoy them. So I jumped on that bandwagon and really have been taking reels as part of my instagram strategy and that's another important thing things are going to come things are going to go just be elusive to it you don't have to be like the queen of this and the best of this like you can always dabble and like try this out try that out if if you're a person that doesn't get too distracted like try it out if it's working continue if it doesn't move on like it's a it's a very fluid type of platform or social media it doesn't have to be like at 8am every single day I will do this and this and this it's very much like what's working for me right now what is my audience like and what is my audience responding to what do I like to enjoy what makes me happy and then you can keep revisiting your strategy or your your way that you do things every couple of months and continue to grow and move but I've definitely been enjoying reels it's a fun platform a <laughs> fun way to get a message across. Super fun. And is and if like a dancer or a dance teacher or a dance business owner is listening to this and they're going, I really want to use reels, but I'm not sure where to start. Like I see everyone else doing them and they look super fun and creative, but I'm not sure how to apply it to myself or my business. Do you have any tips for people to figure out what the best way to start would be? Sure. Well, first things first, Take it, like if you're already doing stories, just take it as an extension of your story. That It's a very personalized, fun, unfiltered level that you're exchanging a piece of information or a piece of content. So the three things that um, real should be is like entertaining. So if you're in the entertaining field, you're creating content for entertainment, that's one. If the next one is inspirational, like those are the types of reels that do really well when they're inspirational people go like wow or they say that or they really like that if something's inspirational and then there's educate there's a way that you can give over a particular like give over some information so I've seen dancers really doing this well by like taking a, a technique and breaking it down into 15 or 30 seconds or showing the correct way to do thing and the incorrect way to do thing or giving using their dance skill as a way to educate and share a process or a system or a technique or a skill with their audience. So don't get like 
scared oh where do i where do i start start by thinking of it like a story like a way to connect with your audience think of the message that you want to give over and you can put it into one of those categories inspirational educational or info informative what was the other one one of those three ones you want to give that over and then play around with it there's no right or wrong there's no some some reels go viral and they're just like someone lip syncing or someone just nodding their head like you don't have to worry about the whole background to it just just get started dabble in it and then figure out what's working for you what your audience likes what your message is i definitely recommend to just just post one today just post one right after the episode see how it goes and then take it from there that's always the scariest part to start so yeah and absolutely and i guess for like you said dancers they have so many skills in their like tool belt to be able to utilize. And then as well on the other side for a dance studio owner, you have yourself that could do, you know, a little dance or it could be more like information based, but you also have then your students and your people that you're working with that can kind of help you create something. You don't always have to be doing it by yourself, which is, um, which takes some of the pressure off if you're not sure about it. Yeah, and as well, if you're not sure, I would look at pieces of information. So I definitely actually did a reel on this the other day, like the difference between copying and being creative. Definitely like take out your creative genius, like write, a, write out a bunch of ideas. Think of things like before you start looking at other people, think of what you could do. But once you've done that, look at what other studio owners are doing. Look what other people are doing and see if what resonates with you, if you liked something figure out like oh why did I like that that was funny or that was I really learned something or that was whatever it was for you and you're like okay so that's the type of content I'm going to try to create you can also look for trending audios I mean the uh, the list goes on and on there's so much to do with reels just right after listening to that this episode just try do one and then take it from there yeah um that's really good advice I think and like you said it things are always changing like last night I was having a flick through Instagram and all this sort of stuff was starting to come up about guides. And I was like, mm, that's new. I've not really seen a lot about guides. I've not heard a lot about guides, but there's this, a new thing they're going to start pushing soon so that they're going to be interested um, in us trying and using that out. And I'm not sure about you, but I tend to find if you're like an early adopter and you try it early on, you seem to get a little bit more, uh, interaction at the start and then as as everyone else starts to join in it's it's just sort of evens out a little bit obviously but have have you heard anything about guides or is that still really new to you as well yeah I came across guides uh, I don't know a couple of weeks ago um, and then I tried one myself and I found it very similar to Pinterest or kind of like a blog post or a collection of information so I actually have a YouTube video I speak a little bit about it but it basically like let's say you are you're, you're a dance content creator and you have a lot of products that you can recommend so you can like put them all in one place so like these are my top seven dance gears that get me through the day or if you're um, a dance teacher these are you can put together different posts that you've created or different IGTVs or different reels and put them these are the top this or like you can categorize 
your posts and you can even categorize saved posts like not even your own you can say these are the top seven places to visit in mexico or something like that like it's a really great place to to synchronize some information and put it together so guides are are fun and i feel like instagram is going to continue playing and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't i saw them trying to put a lot of focus on igtv um and ig lives and now they've made like the lives that you can do like four people and they're going to keep mm. keep changing and just be as i said be fluid with them don't worry about like trying to do it all just take what you can dabble around find what works make a strategy move on like i don't know i feel like a lot of people get distracted or overwhelmed by how much there is but i take that as or when i tell my students or my clients like that's just showing how much opportunity there is to grow like by how like so many people are consuming content like it's not there's too much it's just look how much there is to grow so there's a lot yeah and like i everyone gets like rolled out these things at different times like i hadn't have it rolled out in my Instagram yet in Australia, but I saw other people overseas or have had it for a while. So it's always interesting to see where they push out updates and stuff first is to give it a test out the waters. Um, But if anyone who is listening today is like, Oh, I really like, you know, what Shane is talking about. I'd love to learn more. I wonder how I can work with her. What are some of the top ways that, you know, you work with dancers and dance business owners at the moment and, and how can people get in touch with you? So my favorite is the Instagram and the big DM. So that's a really active place I'm in. So my Instagram is Shana Raskin and just slide into that DM, give a comment, give a question. I'm more than happy to always respond. We also have a Facebook group called the Dance Entrepreneur Club. So that's a great place to connect with like-minded people. So that's a group of dancers on the journey to financial freedom. And we share tips and strategies and do collaborations and connect with each other. So that's a great community to be part of. And I also post on YouTube once a week with tips and tricks. So that's those three best places. They're all Shana Raskin. And I'll just, in case people are listening and not sure how to spell Shana, it's S-H-E-I-N-A. Just because yeah, I, it's not an I, easy one to. No, no, just well, because I think there is like different ways to spell Shana. So yes. Um, and then before we go, Shana, I know you are quite into like Instagram and being creative and you have a digital business. So I'm really interested to hear about what your three favorite tools or apps are that you're using at the moment. Yes, I love this. So they are interchangeable in terms of social media apps. It's Instagram, Facebook, and uh, a little bit of TikTok. I'm dabbling there. And in terms of like apps that I use within my business is Canva. I'm a huge Canva junkie, love Canva. Then I use Preview. So that's like a free app to help you like with the grid of Instagram if you're interested Uh. in the aesthetics and the the puzzle pieces of how things look together. I'm less, I'm less on that. I used to be more interested, but preview and Lightroom is one that I love to use for editing photos. So those are the three I'm on right now. And they, I also like InShot. Yes, I like editing videos as well. Yeah, I like InShot for just like changing the way like a, a video is if I need to put it in a different platform. And again, Canva is just, 
it was one like maybe like a year and a half ago when I mentioned it to people, they were like, oh, interesting. Like, wow, what's that? Yeah. And now everyone knows it and everyone loves it. It's so good. It's actually an Australian woman that found yes. it. Yes. I, I think I listened to a podcast about her on like a women's business sort of thing. And she, yeah, they started in just like just her and one person. And now it's just huge. Fascinating. Wow. Super fascinating. Can, now- like I use it in my YouTube videos as well so it's mm. really really a cool platform yeah I interviewed um uh, an, another person um and he was recommending a video editing software and I said oh do, like have you used Canva yet for video editing and he was like what um <laughs> because one of my teachers she created this really gorgeous like little intro video for one of our programs and it had like you know, swirls and things and like the videos were all changing. And I was like to her, like, oh my God, like, how did you do that? And she was like, Canva. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, I knew that. So it's, it's really, really cool. So Shana, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing about the algorithm and how to kind of relax and sort of get seen on Instagram and the socials, but not worry too much about the algorithm because the algorithm's always going to be changing. And by the time you potentially figure it out, it'll already have changed again. So um, just encouraging everybody to give it their best shot and go out there today and record a reel. Exactly. Yeah. And you can tag us both in that reel that you post and I would love to see them. That's really cool. Go make some reels. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. And um, I will look forward to talking to you again in the future sometime. Yes, bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.